Age Gap Diaries. I'm your host, Ethan Jenkins. And today, folks, we're going to talk about a subject that is kind of near and dear to my heart. I know a lot of you probably remember this growing up. Trashy daytime talk shows from the 80s and 90s. I mean, come on. Who could forget these shows? It's like they were there one minute and then gone the next. Maybe for good reason, maybe for bad reason. Who knows? All I know is we were homesick from school. There was no internet, no cell phones, no apps. And all we had, thank God, was daytime talk shows and The Price is Right. With the original host, Bob Barker, of course. I mean, I think that these daytime talk shows started out with really good intentions in the beginning because I remember they'd have, sometimes they'd have like celebrities on there and then it seemed as though, and I don't know when this started, they started getting people who were just bizarre. And I think the more bizarre the story, the more we were glued to our TV. And I think that's what brought in the ratings. But, I mean, we ate it up with the biggest giant soup spoon there is. And I remember it was like the subjects were like overweight toddlers, the out-of-control teenagers, and that Marine who would straighten them out, and they'd all start crying at the end, and they promised they'd be good. It was almost like a scared straight tactic. And my favorite, which is still going on today, you are not the father, Maury Povich. Um, There were ringleaders or carnival barkers to the 30 minutes of assault on our souls. And and, and let me just tell you who these, some of them were. And I know I'm leaving some out, so these are in no order. But just to give you some idea of who I'm talking about when I say uh, daytime talk show host. We're going to just, and these are a few, and some of them are out of the range of the 80s and 90s and go into the 2000s, but they were just so spectacular with, I can't believe this is on TV, that I had to mention. So they're kind of um, honorable mention, if you will, but in no particular order. Phil Donahue, Sally Jesse Raphael, Montel Williams, Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake, Maury Povich, Jerry Springer, Lisa Gibbons, I think her show was on for two seasons. Gordon Elliott. Geraldo Rivera, who I'll get into his in a minute because his is just so good. Rosie O'Donnell. And like I said, even though um, hers is more of a celebrity-based interview show, it was almost like Ellen's. Um, I I put her down because um, back in the day, you just couldn't turn the TV dial and not see her. She was ever. She was so big. Not that she isn't famous now, but that show was just huge. Richard Bay, which he was really big too, and I think his show was on for four or five years. The Jane Whitney Show. Tyra Banks. Now, this show was so self-absorbed. Everything that Tyra says in her show, her talk show, I don't know if it was three or four seasons it was on, and it was a, a more recent one again, all about herself. So everything that the guest said, she would have to relate somehow back to herself. It was awful. Tony Danza. (laughs) 
Tony Danza had a daytime talk show. It didn't last that long, maybe two or three seasons. Howie Mandel had one before he was a judge on what I think is one of the worst shows on television, uh, Americans, America's Got Talent. Probably one of the worst shows. I can't say it's the worst show, but it's one of the worst. And Carney Wilson. Now, those are just a few. Now, now that we've established some of the main players and some of the the hosts, some of them weren't hosts for that long. Like I said, they dipped their toes in the water for a season or two. But let's like, break them down. Like, I feel Phil Donahue was probably an OG. Like, he was... I remember he would have, like, you know, topics on, you know, uh, AIDS back when that was such a controversial subject. And, you know, nobody back then, and I know it sounds so archaic when I'm saying it now, but it was so new that we really didn't know much about it. It was considered, oh, that's that gay disease. You know, I we didn't know anything uh, really. I mean, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I know a lot of people in my era, we didn't know that much about it. So when they had a guest like who had AIDS or was gay or transgender, anything like that, that was mind boggling. That was out of what I saw every day. Of course, I lived in New Hampshire, so. But then Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and then he got a little more with Montel Williams. Do you remember Montel Williams? Now, he was really cool. Montel Williams was really cool. He was a Navy vet for years I want to I'm sorry active in the Navy I want to say he was in there for over 20 years great personality Uh, he was really down to earth when he talked to guests and he'd always have the psychic on and (laughs) I remember because these people came to ask about their missing son and one famous one she said that the son's dead and then they ended up finding the son so, I mean, it, I don't know. The, again, the credibility kind of goes away when you have people like this on. But he, I remember her always on that show. Jenny Jones. Now, Jenny Jones, this name might sound like, it, it might sound alien to some people. But Jenny Jones was right in there. Like, I would consider her, like, the top echelon if of 80s hair metal bands of the talk show era. She had everybody on. And I remember um, she had huge... And her show actually ended, I think, right after this or around this time. Uh, She had a guest who um, went on the show and uh, a friend... It was basically... So let me me back up a little bit. She had this one show kind of later in her career... uh, and the, the friend came on, a friend came on and announced to his other friend that he was in love with him. And the friend acted shocked and he was, you know, uh, you know, no way he's into women, whatever. Well, I don't know if it was a week or two later, uh, the guy went out and killed the man who said he was in love with him. And that set off a firestorm of, of, of controversy. And I don't know if it was around this time that people were like, Ugh, I don't know if the, these shows are just too over the line. Where you could 
do that to some person, humiliate them. But there again, you're going on a show, you know somebody has a secret, they can't say what it is. I'm sure they might say, okay, it could be A, B, or C. Or, or maybe they don't do that. Maybe they just say, hey, look, I have a secret. And uh, yeah, the guy ended up murdering this guy. And I remember watching a documentary on it, but it wasn't long after that that she uh, the show got canceled. And then, this is going to sound bizarre, this is so bizarre, but then it was a couple Super Bowls ago. The Patriots were in the Super Bowl. And my mom made these amazing ribs. And I said, where'd you get the recipe? She said, well, I got it on YouTube. I said, okay, well, you know, because she usually follows Gordon Ramsay. And I say, well, who'd you get the, the recipe from? And it was Jenny Jones. She's an amazing cook. She has a YouTube channel out amazing cook so anyway that's just my thing on her but she she was right in there she had all the 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 people on who you think but I always remember that episode like that's the thing that I remember about her show was that episode I remember she played drums in a rock band and um and she had a lot of those secrets or 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 I was a geek they always had like a tagline like the beginning of the show I was a geek then but I'm hot now you know type thing um, so yeah, that was really sad, but I remember that. And then Ricky Lake, Ricky Lake was on, she was like, she was one of the ones that lasted a long time in that particular genre. I mean, there's only like two or three who have lasted and are still on, maybe two, maybe one, I don't know. But she, she lasted a long time. And, uh, I think she was one of the first ones to have... Okay, let me just back up a little bit. (laughs) I can remember a kid I went to high school. I'm not even, this is no word of a lie. A kid I went to high school, I'm not going to say his name, but a kid I went to high school with was on Ricky Lake. This is no word of a lie. um, Because he was what they considered a freak. He was dressed like the Marilyn Manson type people, but he was just so outlandish with like, you know, bizarrely dressed attention-grabbing type thing uh, that he was like the favorite guest and he was asked back a couple times but I always remember that with her show where it was like uh, either she had a great she had an amazing tagline before every show and her show also um, had a lot of the I was hot look at me now or I was ugly then look at me now I was a freak then now I'm hot or makeover shows. Those were big makeover shows and the talk show, uh, trashy talk shows were, were really big at one point where, you know, you take someone who hadn't cut their hair in like 10 years and they give them the complete makeover. Makeover shows were big with those. Um, and then we go to Maury Povich. Now Maury, I, from what I read about Maury Povich, he was actually a really serious journalist. He went to uh, a really good school and met his wife, Connie, Chung, I believe. Um, Very, very uh, smart guy. Uh, It started out in journalism and somehow ends up with this talk show. I have another story about him, but I can't talk about it. But I have a really good story about him. But anyway, so he he started out with with a talk show that I think was just basically your, your average variety talk show back then. And again, all these other people were doing things to one up themselves because you know, B, C, and D were getting ratings 
by having uh, outlandish people on, A is going to get screwed if he doesn't. So he had to keep up. And I'm telling you, Maury Povich's bread and butter is you're not the father. So much so, they have... Uh, I, saw, I went online and I saw a guy who shaved his head, this black guy, hysterical. And in the back of his head, somebody etched out not the father or you're not the father. You are not the father. Yeah, that's what it was. You are not the father on the back of his hair. Hysterical. Um, I always remember those being really bizarre because it would be like the woman would come on and he'd been like, okay, well, this is your third time on the show. We've tested 25 men. This is like the 64th. And uh, we're here to determine whether this is the father. And the DNA test proves, no, you are not the father. At what point do you, as a girl, have to just say, uh, I'm done humiliating myself? You know, I, let me just say, it's, you know, I'll just pick a state and settle there. Do you know what I mean? Like, how, how many guys have you slept with? No, I'm not slut-shaming here. I'm just saying, like, don't you think, like, I, I don't know. Like, your, your behavior, like... The answer is probably beyond the question. Like, you're you're in such deep trouble that the father is probably the least of your worries at this point. But those shows... And then the, uh, they had the overweight toddlers. The toddlers who were like 100 pounds and they were like 3 or 4. Because their parents kept feeding them Big Macs and just anything they wanted. And they had no backbone. And I mean, I, you know, these kids were so... I mean, I remember they were so... And, and I also remember they were in diapers. They were humongous. They must have been in Depends or something. Because these kids were just huge. Huge kids. And I remember Maury did that. Are you the father? Oh, what was the other one? He... Uh, oh, I, oh, oh, yes. Now I know. He did the... Uh, uh, if the kid was sick, he'd bring in a boy band for the girl. You know, she maybe she had cancer, and her wish was to see this boy band. Now, again, people won't remember this, but this is back when boy bands were exploding. So they were huge. And it would always be some boy band that no one had ever heard of. Like, we've all heard of Backstreet Boys and Sync, but this would be like... A boy band that you'd never in a million years heard of. And somehow they'd get him and the crowd would go wild with excitement because like they were in on it and they knew knew who this <laughs> they knew who this band was. Then the girl would go crazy. They did those a lot too, the surprise things like that for the kids. I remember he did like Christmas shows too, where for deserving families, which I think is really cool. But he, he's always stayed with the, I'm not the, you know, you're not the father. Uh, because I think that's where the biggest ratings are. I don't know. Maybe we like the train wreck. And Jerry Springer, I, you know, I, what I remember about Jerry Springer, and I don't, like, toward the end of the show, I just couldn't watch it because it's so fake and stupid. And I think he even admits that he doesn't watch his own show. He thinks it's stupid, which is, you know, what does that say, right? But... I remember he had the cake, some, was a KKK guy or some Nazi guy on, and he said something to Jerry. Oh, he'd always have the Grand Wizard of the KKK on, 
And uh, he'd always have uh, maybe uh, the black Israelites with them. And you know that's just going to cause a fight. And I don't know if that's when those fights, like, started. But they just didn't happen. Like, those fights, like, people think... I, I remember the first fight I ever saw on a talk show. I don't even think it was Jerry Springer. Um, I actually think it was Geraldo. And Geraldo had kind of the same thing where he had like Nazis, these Nazi kids on stage or Ku Klux Klan or something like that. And there was just a brawl on stage. And he actually ended up breaking his nose. Um, and that's what I remember. But I think people were so inter- so fascinated that there was a fight and things were out of control that it was appealing to them. Because it must have been, because everybody kind of started doing it. You'd see, like, the security come out, and it became, like, so much of an everyday thing that Steve Wilkos, who was a security guard on Jerry Springer, got his own show. I mean, people used to chant his name on Jerry Springer after a while. But, he, I mean, his, his show was so out of control that you knew the security guards by name, right? But... Yeah, I think it was Geraldo was the first show I ever remember there being a massive, massive, just all out brawl. And then it seemed like you kind of had it here and there on on certain shows. Lisa Gibbons, I remember her show was kind of sweet. I don't remember too many bad things about it. Gordon Elliott, same thing. He was kind of, he didn't last that long, maybe two seasons. Now, Geraldo, we're getting to him right now. Now, Geraldo, okay. He was kind of cool in the fact that there was always, like, uh, the fights or the this. But I don't know if anybody remembers that he had this huge two-hour special where he was going to unveil the locked tomb of uh, Al Capone's treasure. Am I crazy? Does does anyone else remember this? He had, like, this big special on TV where we were going to see what was inside, like, this safe or something. Of Al Capone's and and you know uh, who could be buried there? What's the treasure? And it was this whole big lead up, and he was stringing us along. And and when he finally opened it, it was just like a couple old things of cheap booze. That's all that was in there. And it was such a letdown. But I just remember like the whole lead up, like what could it be? What is it? You know, um, I put Richard Bay in there because Richard Bay he was on for about five six years. Maybe four, but he 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 was in the same sort of realm of the Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake, uh, Jane Whitney type of shows. And t- like I said, I couldn't stand Tyra Banks' show because every time she had a guest on, and this is again, this she didn't last that long as a talk show host because I don't think people could stand her. Um, but she would have people on, and everything sort of redirected back to how great she was. And I didn't like it. I couldn't stand it. So I didn't watch it. And Tony Danza, he only lasted like a season. His show was awful. You know, you just see some of these people. And one of the reasons why some of these shows work is that you can relate to the host or you feel that um, even if they're a jerk, which none of these people, I think, on the show are jerks, you can relate to them. But, like, Tony Danza's a talk show host I couldn't relate to. Howie Mandel, no. Carney Wilson, she was... I think she had, like, two seasons on her show, and it was just... Eh. It was okay. Um, and, 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 and... 
and that's the thing if it got to the point where if you didn't climb that ladder and go to that area you were kind of canceled right so at the end I mean out of all those people is Jerry Springer still on he might be uh, I know Sally Jesse retired. And I think Maury's the last man standing. Well, I'll take Geraldo Rivera because he does... He's still on a show of some capacity. I think he contributes to Fox News. So he does stuff like that. But he doesn't have a talk show. But still, he he hasn't... You know, he hasn't completely gone away. You know? But these shows... Were so... In your face. The, I, and they couldn't do... I don't think these shows could go on today. I don't know. I mean, I remember one of the Jenny Jones shows. It, I mean, this is how bizarre they were. It was like people who hated their own race. So it would be like a black guy going on who hated black people. A white guy going on who hated... Or a... a, 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 a yeah, a white guy who hated white people. You know, just crazy things. But they got the ratings going. Do you know what I mean? They pumped that rating machine at the end of the day. That That's all it's about. Ratings, right? I mean, it was the ultimate. You know, people talk today about the Kardashians and, you know, whatever guilty pleasure show they have. There was nothing like staying home from school in your pajamas and watching daytime talk show TV. It was the best. It set the mood for the rest of your day. It was just awesome. And I don't think I'm the only one that remembers these. I know there's a lot of other people that remember how amazing these shows were. I loved them. I still, you know, I'll go on YouTube sometimes. This is how nuts I am. I'll go on YouTube sometimes and look at old clips from some of these shows. And it will remind me of when I was a kid. Right? Watching these shows. And it will remind me of like, almost, this sounds weird, but it almost reminds me of a simpler time. I know that sounds so stupid because we hear our grandparents say that, but it does. Because again, we wouldn't be watching those shows when we were in high school if we had a phone with all the apps and Netflix. And But there was none of that. You had a TV and a VCR. And pretty much that was it. With the exception of, you know, a couple of the people on the list that I mentioned uh, that were around, maybe like Tyra Banks or whoever. With the exception of them... That was the form of entertainment. When you were sick, it was TV. You know? Uh, there was somebody I didn't mention on here that I really should. And it was was it Morty Downey Jr.? Morty Downey? Who had a show in the 80s that was like for two or three years. And his show was another one of the OGs. And he had a lot of fights on his show, too. His show, too. His show was so crazy. Um, I'm surprised it only lasted two seasons because it was really fun. In fact, they made a documentary out of it. And I think it was, I want to say it was on Netflix. And it was all about, like, him and, and the show and, and these people and how bad they wanted to get on the show to, like, ask questions and taunt them. And it would be like you'd have vegans and he'd go after the vegan and just attack them because he smoked four packs a day and drank. Or it would be um, Kiss, the band Kiss, or whoever, and another band, or you know what's considered music, and he'd go, he'd go off, and I think, 
Reverend Al Sharpton was there once. And this is before Al Sharpton. I mean, he's in great shape now. But this was when he was really big. And I almost remember him falling over in his chair during a scuffle. Um, but this uh, but this is like... I forgot him. And he's a key player. He was... His show... And, you know, if his show was on maybe a few years earlier... or I'm sorry, a few years later. In the beginning of the 90s. Um or say 94, 95, I think it would have lasted a lot longer uh, because he would have fit right into the mold of all these other circus freak shows. Do you know what I mean? His was so good, though. I forgot the name. I'll, I'll have to check out the name of the, of the documentary. But it was if you get a chance, it's on Netflix. It's really good. So anyway, guys, that was my show for today. These shows were all around in the 80s and 90s, as uh, except for one or two of them, maybe three. The rest of them, I mean, Rosie O'Donnell, I think she was in the early 2000s. Uh, and then uh, she called it quits. Uh, and uh, there was a, one or two other. Uh, the um, Tyra Banks she was on, I think, in the early 2000s, mid. But, and maybe one other. But the rest were on during that primetime spot for talk shows that were so trashy that we love them. Anyway, guys, I hope you're having a great day. Please subscribe and listen to the show tell your friends we got to get some followers and listeners and this has been ethan jenkins with the age gap diaries and until next time i hope you guys have a great day bye bye